great future. We're talking real money. Well, any hope that the uh, Silicon Valley bank thing would be a one-day event has been dashed. It's just, it, it's not going to be just a one day thing because people get scared. People get scared. And really, that's kind of the topic of much of what we're going to talk about all week on the Talking Real Money podcast. Hi, I'm Don. That's Tom. And we're going to talk real money with you on the Talking Real Money podcast. Um, we thrive on fear. It's a it's an emotion that's so powerful. And when we hear something bad happening, we want to extrapolate that out into our lives. Well, what's this going to do to me? What's this going to do to my bank? How good is my bank? How bad is my bank? How, how is my life going to be impacted? And uh, we're all looking to save number one. You know, number two through number six billion, they don't count that much. Number one, yeah, we we got to watch out for them. So what we've seen today, today was we're recording this right now on the 15th of March, the Ides of March 2023, ladies and gentlemen, the stock market is behaving badly. Credit Suisse, which has had some issues it's already been a earlier. long freight train that's been headed off a cliff. This is nothing yeah. new, nothing, nothing new, new. Oh, yeah. and yet we still, we, we, we trashed banks for a while. We trashed Charles Schwab and now they've gotten a buy rating, but what does this, we need to get to a new, another place with this and talk a little bit about what's been going on, why it's going on and how it's likely to impact you as an investor, a good investor, longer term. Yeah, I mean, okay, so let's but let's talk about the stock part first and then the cash part, okay? Okay, let's because stock we've seen part, both, because right? we've seen a lot of stock prices yeah. plummeting. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, bank, right. little yep. regional banks going and people are thinking, "Well, how's that going to impact my portfolio?" Yeah. And here's how it should. Not much if you're properly like anything. Again, Proper diversification. So we just looked at our portfolio, SVB, Financial Group, Signature Bank, Silvergate, you've heard them in the news, First Republic Bank. Now, out of all four of those, you know how much we own? How much? 0.01% of our portfolio. I think that's one Zero point zero one. That's one yeah. one hundredth of yeah. 1%. It's yes. pretty small number. I mean, so it's not, in, okay, yes, our portfolios have gone down today. They went up yesterday, but yeah. So, cause the market has been, the market hates uncertainty and what right. the market feels today is what is next. That's, that's the human thing, right? That's the, well, we're, we're, where's this all leading? Are we heading to some bad place? But so on the stock side, not so much worry. I don't think I've been, and again, if you're properly diversified, long-term worry, yep. I mean, yeah, yep. uh, short-term stuff happens, but, and that's why what you see, you see a lot of timers and traders yep. freaking out, but it's not investors or at least it shouldn't be investors. And this is the things I think you should learn from this. Number one. And I think this is really important. Nobody sees these things coming and nobody knows what's next. Cause you're reading today about, okay, now here's what's going to happen on Wednesday. Do turn that off immediately because anybody predicting the next domino to fall or whatever it is, they don't know. They know nothing more than you do. Number two, 
know the risks you're taking. Because if you own individual stocks, if you're invested in SVB, Signature Bank, Washington Mutual, Enron, World... Oh, sorry. Those other ones already you went out. You can't invest in those, I don't think. I think you could still buy Washington Mutual. I saw the share. The oh, thing is... That's not <laughs> investing in them. That's buying no, the pieces of paper. Exactly. It's very attractive. I like the stamp on it. If you're investing in those things, you are taking a humongous amount of risk. And I don't care if it's the greatest company. I don't care if it's Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, all they all will. And look at what's happened to those. So we don't do that, nor do we believe in owning sectors because you can own the financial sector. And I, My, I bet it's going to be a really bad you sound week. When you said that sectors, <laughs> sectors, you could buy the we sectors. We don't believe in owning centaurs either. <laughs> exactly. No, no sectors or centaurs. Another thing to keep in mind here is because they've all kind of got ramped together. You saw it the other day. Banks and custodians are two different businesses. Charles Schwab, yes, I know they have a bank, but they're in the yeah. business mainly of being a custodian. They hold your securities, but they don't take those securities and loan them. Those securities are still there. You go, well, they do a bank. They could a bank. However, on the other hand, want to be specific is not a vault (laughs) where your money is held. They take that money and they loan it to Don. So he can go buy a place in Virginia. That's how banks opt. So there is a risk to all. If we all wake up tomorrow and say, we want our, I think it's like $600 billion in deposits back. There will be a problem. Absolutely. Oh, it's got to be, be more problem. than $600 billion in deposits. I think that's what I read the other day, something like that in, in cash. So, um, And which brings me to the final part of all of this around the cash part, right? We've talked about this. Why in the world would you or a company have more than $250,000 in a bank? And I know some of them had to be loans, blah, blah, blah. Why mm-hmm. in the world wouldn't you instead use, oh, I don't know, money market funds, treasuries, things like that, that you could get the money back from no matter what happened? But this is important thing for, I think it's a big takeaway. And if you have more than $250,000 in an individual bank, you're taking a risk that I don't think you need to take. Yeah. Even though a lot of people are now thinking or saying, well, gee, with uh, Silicon Valley Bank being bailed out, we can do anything we want. And that's the problem is that there's going to be an anything we want to do attitude because we'll just get bailed out. And that's why bailouts are so concerning. That's the big reason. It's not what they cost the government. It's what the emotional cost, the uh, uh, the inevitable long-term cost might be if you change the rules and you say, take all the risk you want. It's fine. And I agree and this- with you. That's, that is to, to just too big to fail or whatever it is. That That's silly, right? Because and then that brings the capitalism me- doesn't come to play. Exactly. And I believe in capitalism, but this brings me to one of the touchier points in this whole argument. And I know many of you do not politically support the likes of Elizabeth Warren, but she has a point. And the point is regulation is not always a bad thing. You cannot have a laissez-faire, totally free-for-all marketplace. You can't Because people are bad. People have badness in them. They have goodness in them, and they have badness in them. They have the little angel on one shoulder, the little dirty devil on the other shoulder. And when you give someone access to your money, and there aren't some strict rules that they have to follow when they have your money, there is going to be a great temptation because you just gave them 
your money for them to feel kind of like it's their money. Well, you know, now look, I've got a million dollars sitting on my desk. You gave it to me to do something with. Now, I could either do something with that or, or I could have some fun with that. Or, ooh, I could, I could take some really big risks with that and make that million turn into two million. But what if you want your million back? And by the way, I think greed is has come to play here. I mean, oh I think gosh, yes, SVP uh, Silicon Valley no Bank was no greedy. Question. There's yep. no doubt. Yep. No one can doubt that they were they were unhappy with the returns of short term securities and decided long term would be better at a time when rates were very, very no question. And right. is a little regulation needed here? Sure, you and I could get into a disagreement. I, I'm sure around. I how believe much, but. in banking and financial <laughs> services that regulation is a good thing. It may mean that the people in that business are going to make a little bit less money and that their shareholders are going to make a little bit less money. But these are like you, these are like public utilities. And you know, the, 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 the industry has been better for some regulation of public utilities, not for the shareholders of the utilities, but for the ratepayers, the customers of those utilities. I mean, you see what happened in Texas in their free for all no old barred, no regulation, do anything you want economy. You, you had some disasters. So regulation is needed in some parts of life. It just is because we're human. You can't trust us. And that is the us in the royal us, I guess, right? This is right. everybody now. You're not this just This is everybody. Okay, this is fair every enough. single fair one yes, of us. And, right. and, and be honest with yourself. You know we can't be 100% trusted. Have you done everything in your life, every single thing? You have never, ever, ever broken a, a, a rule or a law or lied or fibbed or broken a commandment. You, have, you are the first person ever in the history of mankind to have never sinned. You're the, you're the one, huh? Really? I'm, and right now, Congratulations. By the way, yeah, huh? I'll admit, I'll admit I'm greedy. I've done greed bad things. Greed for life, greed for love, and greed for raspberry, whatever those raspberry Girl Scout cookies are, I can't get. I'm greedy for those things. No I question. have not tried them, and that's well, why not I'm very not many other people them. have them either. Apparently, they're supposed to sell them. Anyway, yeah, so there's an aspect of greed here. But the bottom line for me still remains, don't number one, don't conflate what's going on with the stock market with how your money is, your cash, et cetera. That's one. We've seen... I think it was like $15 billion yesterday that went from regional banks to Bank of America because people thought these are going to get my money back. This is so good for Bank of America. Oh, yeah. They're loving it. Um, number two, don't in general, you don't shouldn't be holding a lot of cash anyway. We say this on a regular basis. Uh, and if you're only holding up to $250,000, again, you see that, yeah, you'll get your money back. It might take, whoa, a weekend to get it. If you needed it Saturday, that could be a problem. But most people can wait until Monday. And number three, do not believe anybody who says the next domino to fall is this. That's the other problem I see with most people. They believe here's the guy who said, here's what the future is going to look like. We've told you on this podcast repeatedly. They don't know. They don't add another one, but my wife won't listen. I, I want my I if, I know turn she won't even now? Yeah. turn off CNBC. I don't have to worry about, oh, oh, God, turn yes. off CNBC. Yeah. Do not watch CNBC ever. It is, it is the worst thing to happen to financial emotions in history. Nothing is worse. 
Well, and since you raised CNBC, we can go right to questions because I got a great one, okay? Okay. All You're right. going to love go. this. Yeah? You're going to love this question. It's almost a great setup. This comes from Christian in beautiful Berrien, Washington. Christian Burian, says, yes. Yeah. Christian says, every day on the radio, we hear something like, stocks tumbled today based on job report jitters. Who comes up with that single singular narrative and distributes it to the media? And if the pros are selling or buying on a whim on a daily basis, why are the rank and file investors advised to ride it out? Well, a couple of things. One, there isn't one writer of headlines. It's just there, <laughs> one guy there, are, a small only, room. there are only a few <laughs> things you can say. You know, it's like the, you, you have a negative jobs report and the market goes down. So now the news anchors are, are saying, well, oh, by the way, I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt you there very quickly. Yeah. Nobody knows why the market is, you'd have to interview the 60 million people trading to really know why no, there, there may there, be other reasons. And there, there are some standardized headlines. It's based on what everybody hears, and they hear it, and then they copy it. So yeah. you're going to hear the same kind of thing. Plus, there's the Associated Press, which writes a lot of these kinds of things for newscasters to regurgitate. But, 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 they don't mean anything. As Tom was, was alluding to, there, the market did not go down because of a jobs report. It might have caused a little more fear and panic, but the vast majority of the fear and panic is not among the institutional investors. They're not the ones doing it. It's the traders. It's the timers. It's 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 you. It's most of us. The advice we're giving you to stay invested and to be patient is because the worst investors still are individual investors. They're the ones who let their emotions drive their decision-making for the most part. And if I can add to that, because the, he mentioned something about the pros selling and buying. Now, remember, the pros have to have quarter-by-quarter quarter good reports, right? They got to show that they made money, et cetera. So they got to move money over. They got to do things, hey, to make it look like, well, we made money in a down quarter. The good news is we know that's a losing strategy. Number two, you don't have to do that. You're able to, if you can handle the emotions of this, you build the right portfolio and you ride it out. And that has been the more successful long-term approach rather than having to window dress or do whatever you got to do at the end of every quarter or during the quarter to try to react to these things. And so can you imagine? Can you imagine how boring it would be to hear a newscaster <laughs> in the morning say, let's yeah. get the, they say, well, even though the stock market is down today, people who've invested, stayed invested in a diversified portfolio over the last 10 years made good money. Yeah. I, because I'd they could say hear that it. every newscast. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we don't get interviewed on other places. As we don't because we're we boring. Because like we like, because they know, by the way, we've done the interviews and they come on and right. go, okay, we already know what you're going to say. Yeah. But shouldn't we do something today? The market's down. Exactly. Please give us a headline because the weather guys get to make people panic. Can't you help us make people panic? Exactly. All right. Got another question. It's all about ratings. Exactly. This comes from Jonathan in Monroe, Connecticut. This is kind of specific. So I was looking, looking at the ADV part two for Appella Wealth, Glastonbury, Connecticut. Oh, that's our company. That's our company. Noticed mm-hmm. in form ADV part 2A, then section 5E, it says, Appella is registered as an insurance producer in various jurisdictions. <laughs> How can this office be a true fiduciary if they stand to earn commissions 
on the purchase of recommended life insurance products. They can't. Yeah, no. And guess what? I know. This has been cleaned up. It's as of the 31st of uh, March. This will be bye-bye. This is something we've been lobbying for. But here's why. A couple of years. Here's why. Here's the deal. Appella Wealth uh, was a firm that that we merged with, uh, Vestry, our firm, years ago, a couple of years ago. And they were do, they were going out and buying up firms like ours, smaller firms. But they also bought a lot of single practice firms where the advisor in that particular market, even though they were doing some of the right things, they were still selling some insurance products. And that when they when Appella came in, they said conflict. To get it, you got to stop it. But they gave them a certain amount of time to unravel and un uh, and, and and stop that particular business. So that is a very valid point. Yep. Thank you for reading the ADB Absolutely. part two. Yeah, and, um, and somebody else who asked me the same question earlier this week said, "Hey, and, on your ADV, it says this. Yep, and it it's, does. And we've changed. Yeah, so we've changed. We fixed it. So we the new never ADV, did it." The, no, we the, no, 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 no. The vestry got, part of the firm no. never did it ever. No. And it was and still a small was. part of the overall firm, but it still existed. And so the new ADV will be out the 31st of March. It will no longer include this section because we've cleaned it up. It's gone. It's over. Yeah. March those people off to a quick firing squad. Yay. You know what? It's funny. Um, See this I'm right kidding. here? We didn't shoot anybody. See yeah. this in my hands? Beautiful. Is that a, I hope that's a dinner somewhere. That Isn't we're that going. a nice little cardboard? Oh, it's a lovely goodness. box that came yeah. in a, a UPS envelope. Uh-huh. I went to the doctor the other day and I went to use my Apple card, the titanium card, yeah, the white I metal have it, card. I have but I've never used the actual has card. has no numbers on it, uh-huh. which is very cool. It's the coolest card because when you use it, it generates a one-time card for that merchant, which means it can't be used again. <laughs> They can't so they could, steal nobody it. could nobody could hack that and nobody use that could to buy skim a it, steal new it, car. hack it. Sure. No, no. Oh. But the card broke, as all technology will occasionally do. Wait, so I you, called, the actual titanium broke? Well, the, the electronics in the card. Ah, broke. okay. I was going to say it wouldn't work. It got declined, and I went, "Why is it declined?" They said, "Because the card's not working." So they sent me a new card, and check ah. this out. It's in this. You usually when you get a card, it's in an envelope. This is in like some unbreakable cardboard package which you have to unzip and then you go inside and wait at an apple style they send you a little apple embossed folder oh, that's fancy man look at this thing with a multicolor and it has a little insert in the card okay sits. what is the point to all of this just because I thought this was a cool card. I, you know what? That probably cost them two and a half cents in China somewhere too, by the and way. And then what so. you do, you hold, this is so cool. You hold it up against your iPhone and it activates it. Oh, okay. Good. Well, since I'm just sharing. I have that card, but I don't even know where it is. Have you even used it? I've used the phone. You'd be proud of me. I've actually walked up and held my phone to some the side of somebody's head and paid for something. I don't know how that works. It's weird, but <laughs> I, I did it. I, I don't oh, gee, so you're such a Luddite. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Anyway. So, you yeah. epitomize Lutditry. <laughs> I think I just made that word up. That's All right, good. everybody. Thank you for being a part of this uh, this edition. Oh, look, we're keeping it under 20 minutes. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for telling your friends. Thanks for uh, doing all the things you do. Oh, subscribe to the... If you subscribe at TalkingRealMoney.com every day, I'll send you a notification when there's a new podcast. So I love go do that. that. Yeah. And, um, and leave a review. And if you need some help, 
Uh, go to now the 100% fiduciary vestry or Thank you. appellate wealth and uh, we'll 100, help you out. 100, yeah. Yeah. Uh, call 800-386-3004. We're out of here. I'm Don. Tom's over there. We're talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?